0: Welcome in episode 85. What's right, Nick? Right, the podcast, the YouTube show. We are officially, am I going to be right when I say this? I'm checking in real time. Are we officially at 80,000 subscribers on YouTube? We were right, I mean, we're this close. What'd you say, Demonte? Say it. Maybe
1: I'm mistaken. I thought we were at more than 80,000.
0: No, 79.6 thousand as of recording, which means by the time people see this, maybe we will be at 80,000 subscribers. Remember, Demonse is on the books for a $1,000 bonus if we get to a 100,000 subscribers before uh, the end of fo- the football regular season, so basically the first week of January, so we'd appreciate you subscribing there on, on iTunes, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and if you're listening or watching this show, our week seven gambling show, it means you are a loyal consumer of the product Demonse and I put out because... Thus far, you haven't been here to make money. Thus far, we have been costing you money. Now, have we been costing you outrageous sums? No. We, but however, we have been two and three or three and two every godforsaken week. And that is because for five weeks in a row, our luck, our right move, we have been wrong. And for four of those five weeks, our lock, our right move, was covering at the god dog two-minute warning of the game. So last week, let's go through it. There's the season record. It's horrifying. The only thing that makes me feel better is Bill Simmons, who has a slightly more popular podcast and gambling show than this one, is down about $3 million of money this year documented. I'm just four games under 500. As you can see, the lock is four games under 500. So Cleveland minus two and a half against New England was flatly the wrong side of it. There's no justification there. I was dead wrong. Bailey Zappi continues to impress. New England ran the ball great. Cleveland did nothing well. I was on the wrong side of it. Cincinnati minus two. It's a good bet. When I said Cincinnati was desperate, they were going to find a way to win against New Orleans, even though New Orleans was getting healthier. They did. The Giants plus five and a half, clearly the right side of it. They won that game outright, as we said they might. So that feels good. KC plus two and a half did not cover, but I don't feel like it was the wrong side of the bet. They were winning the game with a minute 20 left. So yeah. I don't, they were, at, at one point in the game, they were three-point favorites. You There was, so that was a a little heart overhead. It was the game of the weekend. I thought the line you can't City at home you should never be underdogs so I went with them however I don't feel like we we're on the wrong side of it and then the damn Jaguars ruined me once again so the Jaguars in this game what makes that pick even worse is they were I got them plus one and a half on this I had them as my lock on TV the line had moved to plus two and a half right and with 30 seconds left they were up one. Now, Indy was in field goal range with a good, not great, but, but a good kicker. And I was prepared to lose the plus one and a half, win the plus two and a half. On the t- and my real bet was plus two and a half. My real life bet was plus two and a half. And then Indy on third down throws a bomb instead of being conservative, kicking a field goal, winning by two. They get it. They get the two-point conversion. They win by seven, and we lose once again. However, unlike Weeks 4 and 5, this is more like Week 6 where I looked at the slate, and I said, oh, my God, I love these games. I finally feel like I have a pulse on the season. I know 2 and 3 doesn't feel like a pulse on the season, but two of those games are two winners— We won easily. Our two losers, we were covering both of them with one minute left in that football game or a minute 10 left in that football game. We really only misanalyzed one game. You add to it, we are now getting great production help because Victor, while I'm making my picks, is sending in his five picks, which is super helpful to make sure that I'm not Overlapping more than once with Victor, Victor, I believe went O for five last week, which is why if you're watching on YouTube, he's down to just t-shirts. Uh, o for five weeks can really, you people don't budget for an O for five week. You don't, you don't anticipate the O for five week. The O for five week is the, how much money do you get for donating plasma? Those types of things go through your mind. So this week we're gonna come out firing. We are starting with a big underdog that I think might win outright. I certainly love them catching a full seven. The Detroit Lions, plus seven in Dallas in Dak Prescott's first game back. That is our first pick. Let me explain it. So the Lions this year had Minnesota beat and then fell apart, lost by four. They played Philly. And lost by just three points. They hung, and I think they scored 35 on Philly. A Philly team that we now know is excellent. They scored 45 on Seattle. Then what happened? They played the New England Patriots. They got shut out. They looked terrible. And then they had a bye. So they are motivated and rested. They have that going for them. Dallas, on the other hand, I think it's going to have a super conservative game plan with Dak's first game back. Make sure they get the win. What has Dallas been the best at in football this year? Rushing the passer. Micah Parsons, DeMarcus Lawrence. Damonze's about to sneeze. Don't worry about it, buddy. Oh gosh. See, De- DeMonte's got this weird thing where he <sighs> sneeze, pal. He won't actually sneeze. He holds his sneezes in and it gives him terrible medical problems. I don't just sneeze, buddy. He's now his eyes are watering. Sorry, everybody sneezes. He won't let himself sneeze. Now back to the picks. So, Dallas, what they do better than anybody is rush the passer. Yeah. Detroit has allowed seven sacks all season. They have the best, one of the best offensive lines in the league. They have been getting Jared Goff time all year. He has not been getting hit. Right. So I think the pass rush is neutralized somewhat. I think this is a game Detroit could win outright. I love the coming off a buy and coming off their worst performance. Right. So they're also a desperate team. I'm not necessarily picking them to win outright. And then also
1: Dak's probably a little desperate too.
0: Well, yes, but I think it's going to be in a different way. Desperate in that. I think Dak is going to.
1: Doesn't want to make any mistakes.
0: Exactly right. I think Dak's going to be like, listen, if I don't, what I can't have happen is Cooper Rush after he played clean for four games until it all fell apart against Philly. Right. I can't go out there and throw a bunch of picks. I can't make a bunch of mistakes. I think Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore are gonna have a conservative game plan. Makes what they need is find a way to beat Detroit. You then get Chicago the next week. Then you're at the bye. And so for all those reasons, Detroit plus the seven. I love it. That's my first pick. Not mad at it. Next one you're gonna be mad at. Next one, the entire world's going to be on the other side. Usually when the entire world's on the other side, when a line looks too good to be true, we put it in the be careful category. Yep. They're like, oh, just be careful. It's, it's a trap. Instead, I'm just going with anti-public. I'm going with the side no one's going to be on. It also happens to be a team that I have been riding with. The Jacksonville Jaguars and the prince that was promised, laying three (laughs) points, a full three, at home against the New York Giants. What do you want to say, Damonze? It's
1: so crazy to hear this every gambling show.
0: I made you cry. Demonse's got tears rolling down his
1: face. I'm I'm hurting for you, man. Is this this what you do? What do you You mean? You just pick one team to ride with and lose heck of cash with, and you just stick with it?
0: Okay, so... This is what you're describing. Is like in in blackjack or roulette. There's something called the Martingale method, which is not hit me, smart. Hit, me
1: hit me, hit me, hit me. Well, hit me, hit me. it's just
0: you bet a hundred dollars on black on the roulette wheel. Okay, and you lose. So then you bet two hundred, and then if you lose, you bet four hundred, and then if you lose, you bet eight hundred and you only have to win once and you're up that 100 bucks. Do you understand? The problem with that is the casino's never going to run out of money and right. you could run out of money before
1: it... I, I like that little rule. That's that's interesting. Though. Okay,
0: but but it is like the number one way people go broke gambling because it doesn't take that many in a row for you to be out of money. Right. So like if you start with 100 and then 200, 400 800. Now you're 1500 total in the hole. The next one's 1600. Now you're over 3 grand in the hole. The next one is 3200. Now you're almost $6500 in the hole and the other thing at the casino that'll happen even if you brought $100,000 with you. They have table maxes. And they'll be like, "Sorry, sir, you can't bet more than 5000 on the roulette spin." It's it's a terrible way to do it.
1: Well, it's a good thing nobody can tell you to not bet on these Jags Okay,
0: with that, exactly. (laughs) With that said, the Jags are are a good team. You can't convince me they're not a good team. The Giants, meanwhile, are flying a little too high. They're coming off back-to-back, huge wins for the franchise. By the way, and I give the Giants massive credit, can we discuss the circumstances in which they won those games? Now, again, I, I think the Giants are going to – I think we're going to talk about it later. Uh, maybe not. I'm not sure. I think Giants are going to make the playoffs. However, their last two wins, they're impressive wins over Green Bay and Baltimore. Green Bay, they're down 14 in the second half. Right. Baltimore, they are down 10 in the fourth quarter. Okay? With seven minutes left, they're down 10 in that game. The Giants are 5-1, and, and I give them credit. Tennessee, the Giants uh, win on a two-point conversion with a minute left, 47 seconds left, and then Tennessee misses the field goal. Carolina, the Giants are, they, it takes a missed field, they need a 56-yard field goal in the waning minutes of the fourth quarter to beat Carolina. Sh- Chicago, I give them credit for, Chicago they beat by, uh, soundly by eight points, but even Chicago was a five-point game midway through the fourth quarter. And then we just talked about Green Bay and Baltimore.
1: You know what negates like all of that? What? The Jags losing to the Texans at home. But carry on.
0: Losing to the Texans at home, then losing to the Colts, blowing a 14-point lead to Philly, losing to the Washington Commanders. Yeah. I've seen it all, buddy. <laughs> I'm well aware. This is the week. <laughs> they turn it around. You sell like
1: you're deep in man. minus
0: three. Now, am I gonna am I gonna lock them up as I have in the past? Probably not.
1: It's probably <laughs> not gonna
0: be my lock of the week. But I still believe in Trevor Lawrence. I do not. I still as impressed as I am with the Giants. I do not believe in Dan, that Daniel Jones has turned some massive corner the way some people seem to think he has. Jacksonville minus three. Next one. Cleveland catching six against Baltimore at Baltimore. Line's just too high. Do do I think Cleveland's going to win this game? I do not. Do I trust Jacoby Brissett at all? I do not. Do I think Lamar is going to bounce back? I actually do. But six points in a divisional game that Cleveland is totally desperate on and that Baltimore, because they have blown three separate 10 point leads this year. Yep. Baltimore, this is crazy. Uh, Bill Barnwell had this stat. Prior to this season, in Lamar's career, 10 point plus lead in the fourth quarter for Baltimore, 31 and 2. This season, Baltimore with a 10 plus point lead in the fourth quarter, 2 and 3. They've already lost three times like that. Why does that matter for these purposes? If they are up by 10, I don't think they try to pour it on right. I think that they are super conservative. Cleveland can get a garbage time backdoor cover. There's just a lot of ways that I think this is a Justin Tucker game. They try to what they don't want is for Lamar. They trust Lamar, but I think they want to protect him from himself from some of these late game mistakes he's been making. It's just too many points. So Cleveland, who is a good overall team right now with miserable quarterback play, you really do look at it, and as reprehensible as I think a lot of people fairly find Deshaun Watson off the field, you look at it and you say, man, if Deshaun had played all six of these games, are they five and one? Right. Are they, You know what I mean? Are they one of the best teams in the league? Instead, Jacoby has made some critical late errors. They also, you like betting on, or I like betting on teams, I know it's going to sound counterintuitive, Coming off horrific performances because I think the public overreacts to it and you get a few points of line value. I think this should be Baltimore minus three and a half or four. It's Baltimore minus six. So we're jumping on Cleveland plus the six points. That game, it doesn't seem like you hate. Seems like you don't like my logic there.
1: I agree with that one. All
0: right. Seattle getting five and a half at the Chargers. Okay. Let's break down why we like Seattle. First one is this. Every Charger game, you have to keep in mind, they will not have home field advantage. Even when they're at home, at best, it's a push. Seattle has become something of a national fan base because of the success of the Legion of Boom era. So there's going to be a lot of Seattle fans there. Secondarily, the Chargers injuries are so overwhelming that a team, I know they're 4-2 and two and they're happy to be 4-2, and two, but they are nothing like the team we thought they would be. The Chargers this year got so banged up in week one. Since then, their best performance was their loss to the Chiefs because they actually were up 10 in that game and then blew it. They get blown out by Jacksonville. They're, it's a three-point game that comes down to, they went for a fourth down and got it against Houston, ended up winning by 10. They escaped against Cleveland thanks to one of those horrific Jacoby moves or Jacoby picks, but they really escaped winning by two. And then we just watched them against Denver. So the Chargers are on a short week. The offense and offensive line looks incredibly shaky. Seattle, on the other hand, I do believe that Geno is all year long. I don't think he's going to have the highest pass rating in football all year long, but I do believe that Geno is going to continue to score points. Seattle this year has had, uh, you know, they, they scored 32 against New Orleans. They scored 48 against Detroit this past week against Arizona. They only scored 19. However, that was a game where they could be super conservative because Arizona's offense is in such shambles. By the time people will have seen this, by the way, Arizona will have played on Thursday Night Football. We'll talk about them later. So I think Seattle could win the game outright. Right. I also think if they're trailing by 10, 11 points, they are super live for a backdoor cover. I don't think the Chargers are going to have a real home field. There's a lot of, I think Seattle's defense is showing after being horrific early in the year, it is improving. Seattle plus five and a half in what will be essentially a neutral site game, I like them. Uh, All right, last one. Remember how I said I like betting on teams coming off their worst performance. The flip side to that is betting against teams coming off their best performance. Right. Miami laying a full 7 at home against Pittsburgh, I like the Dolphins. Okay. I went into last week's game feeling like Pittsburgh might be the worst team in the NFL. Right. They had played like the worst team in the NFL. They then beat the Bucks. And now a game that should be Miami by 10 is Miami only by 7. Also, Miami was 3-0 and this year with victories over New England, who we now know is decent, Baltimore, who's good, and Buffalo, who's excellent, in the three games Tua has played. They then had Teddy Bridgewater and then Skylar Thompson and then a Teddy Bridgewater-Skylar Thompson combo, and they went 0-3. My Tyree kill has been better than advertised. He's been sensational. I think this is a game where let me check what the weather, you know what? I should have checked this before. My apologies for not doing that. I want to check what the weather is this weekend in Miami. Get, so 82 and sunny is what Matt is telling me. So that's to me, you know, Miami set up their stadium to where the home benches are in the shade. And the road benches are in the sun. So it's like 20 degrees hotter on the road sideline. (laughs) And so I think that is damaging for Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think Miami is going to score 28 points. I don't see even in their win, Pittsburgh only got to 20 against Tampa. I think Miami, I will lay the seven with the Miami Dolphins. Go ahead. So
1: you're going with golf, Trevor, Brissette, Gino, and post-concussed Tua. How do you feel about it? All
0: right. You know what? I hadn't looked at it that way. Um, You make some strong points. I am going with, okay, but let's break that down. It's golf against Dak in his first game back after a thumb surgery. Remember how horrible now he came back too soon. Russell Wilson looked in his first game back from that thumb surgery. And Russ, by the way, has never looked good since then. I don't blame thumb surgery. (sighs) Trevor is the prince that was promised, first of all. Second of all, He's obviously better than Daniel Jones. Jacoby is I like, yeah, Jacoby versus Lamar. <laughs> but I said, I just think that line should be four and it's six. Geno has been better than Justin Herbert this year. And Tua, post-concussion, pre-concussion at any point, is better than what Pittsburgh's got at quarterback, rookie Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky. So it doesn't look great quarterback-wise, but the only one where you're certain I'm at a disadvantage is Cleveland against Baltimore, and All I'm right. getting six points.
1: Did you just openly say that Gino is better than, than, than Justin?
0: This year, he has been. This year, Justin Herbert's got cracked ribs, missing his left tackle. Keenan Allen's been out. They are, he's, he has not taken the leap people thought he would take. Meanwhile, gino has been excellent. So lock him in. Detroit plus seven, Jacksonville minus three, Cleveland plus six, Seattle plus five and a half, Miami minus seven. Thankfully, there is only one of those picks that mirrors what Victor picked with his five. Victor, we calling him zero for five. Vic, we, we're gonna. I think you know what I was gonna say. We'll see if he can run it up to zero for ten. However, I don't want him to go zero for five this week because we do have one of the same picks, <laughs> Seattle. Uh, We will break down. There's seven other games this weekend. Wait, more than seven. Nine other games this weekend. You know what? Let's go ahead. Yeah, nine other games this weekend because four teams are on a bye. Those are in three categories. Stay away, be careful, and perfectly priced. We'll do that. And also, at the end of the show, I have, for the first time in a couple weeks, not a good teaser, but a great teaser. And the one thing we've been good at this year, giving you guys survivor picks. We'll give you our survivor this week as well. All that's next, what's right. All right, welcome back in. What's right, Nick, right? Subscribe on YouTube, on iTunes, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, or watch us on YouTube as we approach 80,000 subscribers, where if we get to a hundred thousand, Tomanzi gets a thousand bucks and a plaque from YouTube. It'd be unbelievable. That have you seen the Yes. It's gonna be it'd be a really cool thing. I don't know, you where put, I'm gonna it put it on it. On your uh, dating profiles, does have a, be a picture? They'll think you're like some influencer. <laughs> I, that's exactly what you should do, by the way. I think that's... Uh, I don't know what your relationship status is right now. I, I don't can know already those, see the
1: opportunities. I don't
0: know if those accounts are dormant or not, but, <laughs> but I'm sure at some point they'll be reactivated. Use it there. All right. For these other nine games, three categories. Stay away, be careful, and perfectly priced. And I will alert you, as I feel is my duty... Which of these games are on Victor's card this weekend? <laughs> all right. Stay away. First one Tampa at Carolina. Carolina is getting 11 points. So you can the three stayaways are Tampa at Carolina, Chicago at New England, Green Bay at Washington. Let me explain them all. Tampa at Carolina. Carolina is getting 11. I'm just flatly not laying more than a touchdown on the road with a team in Tampa Bay that thus far this year has given us no reason to believe they're a great team. With that said, I can't bring myself to bet the Panthers. There's no <laughs> I mean the there is the, the Rams <laughs> looked terrible for 5 weeks, played the Panthers and won by two <laughs> touchdowns. Like I just I I can't bring myself to bet Carolina. Just fired their coach P, you know, P.J. Walker, Sam Darnold, the quarterback situation that, right now. Go ahead.
1: I've kind of noticed a trend with your betting. You never, you stay away from games that with spread was more more than seven or eight.
0: Yeah, like I, well, here's the thing. If I were a little sharper, I wouldn't stay away from those games. I'd bet the underdog in those games. It's so many points. Right. But the reason teams are underdog by that much, they're usually so bad that I just can't, like, it, it, Earlier, you know, I bet Dallas plus. I'm sorry, Detroit plus seven, seven, because it feels like Detroit's a semi-viable team. Carolina's so bad, I can't bring myself to bet the eleven or to to bet them even getting eleven. Right. But I certainly can't recommend you lay eleven points with the Tampa team that is in shambles right now. Right. And, and so, what's up? The I, I was
1: thinking about like a teaser situation, but no, it's yeah, no. A 10 a point,
0: te- there's a 10 point teaser option right. and tease Tampa all the way down to basically a pick right. Tampa's going to be in a ton of those this weekend. I just, I don't trust Tampa enough right now. Like, I don't think Carolina is going to win. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not strong enough on it to even want to put Tampa in a teaser. I do have a teaser for you. This isn't one. All right, next Chicago, at New England, New England laying eight points. This is a very similar analysis to Tampa, Carolina in this regard. I'm just not going to bet on the Bears. I'm not going to bet on Justin Fields against a Bill Belichick coach team. I'm not doing it. With that said, New England laying more than a touchdown with a rookie quarterback who, while he has played exceptionally, there's now more and more film on him. That's a stay away. I just, I... The I can't call it perfectly priced because I actually think the right number is probably New England minus nine and a half, which means I should bet them at minus eight. Right. But I it's too many points. I'm certainly not betting Chicago. And so I'm that's a stay away. And the last stay away is Green Bay at Washington. This is a stay away for a number of reasons, but most notably is this. One of the, one of the Telltale signs of a stay-away game is did one of the teams just switch their quarterback? Washington did. The question with Washington is, now that it's Taylor Heineke, did they get better at quarterback? I don't know the answer. that. If they did, then Washington plus five is the right bet. Green Bay is, you know, they just lost the Jets and Giants in back-to-back weeks, blew the game against the Giants, got blown out by the Jets. Washington. So you're, not, you're not seeing this is the time that they pick it up? I would. So I absolutely would. Except for the fact Heineke has played, you know, he started for most of a year for Washington. They won the division. They made the playoffs. He played well. They didn't start most of the year. He started at the end of the year for them. Then he started in their playoff game and played well. Heineke in his brief moments has had flashes of oh, this guy's interesting. I need to watch Taylor Heineke play a game in 2022. Before I bet either side of a Taylor Heineke game, that's why it's in the stay away category. For our audience, just for the record, Victor has nobody in any of those games, so that's good to know. So, you know what I mean? So, you don't have to worry about any of that there. Of our remaining seven games, four of them, is it four? Or did we already do one of them? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. No, one of them, one of Victor's picks is the Giants. Of course it is. Against my Chags. what a fool! What a, he's taking the G's Giants plus three, what a fool! All right, now be careful. Be <laughs> careful. Three games in this category. There's Atlanta at Cincinnati. There's Kansas City at San Francisco. There's the Jets at Denver. All three of these games are going to have incredibly lopsided action on one side. That's why we are telling you to be careful. Two of these, the side that I was thinking the general public is going to be on, ha- and now I feel like I'm bullying a bit, happen to be the side our guy Vic is on, which is a good little Dude, litmus test.
1: My man just woke up and came to work today to get cooked. I
0: know, getting cooked. Well, that's <laughs> 0 for 5, man. Can't share 0 for 5's <laughs> group chat. Just can't do it. All right, first one. Atlanta plus 6 at Cincinnati. Atlanta is 6-0 and against the spread.
1: They can't continue?
0: Here's what I know. Everybody is going to be on the Falcons. Cincinnati has not looked overly impressive. They are laying almost a full touchdown. Everyone is going to be on the Falcons. We are telling you to be careful. We're not telling you to bet Cincinnati. Atlanta's run game has been excellent. Atlanta right now is a fringe playoff team, amazingly. What we are telling you is the whole world is going to be on Atlanta plus six. And going 7-0 and against the spread seems incredibly difficult, but we should deal with each week in and of itself. Nobody's going to be betting on Cincinnati. There's a reason this line has not moved significantly. Atlanta plus six is a very dangerous sign. This next one hurts my heart to put in this category. The entire world is going to be on the Chiefs. San Francisco is banged up. The Chiefs are coming off a loss.
1: I'm not being careful on that one. I'm gonna would just, wouldn't say that right now. You're betting the Chiefs, dude? Heck yeah, man. Yeah, they're, just, they're just coming off that coming off that loss to Buffalo. Cut. They got to put their foot down, baby. See,
0: that's I mean, I trust me. That's how I feel too. San Francisco's so banged up now. San Francisco is getting some people back. They can't see laying less than a
1: field. Goal. They are in San Francisco.
0: They are in, yeah, they're in San Francisco. And let me just tell you what I see happening in this game. I absolutely see a scenario where the Chiefs control this football game, and they're up three with the ball. Midway through the third quarter, and they drive the length of the field. Mahomes looks great. They score a touchdown. They go up nine, and Butker misses an extra point. And it's like, mm, well, they're still up nine. They'll be fine. And all of a sudden, there's a late San Francisco garbage time touchdown. The Chiefs are in control the entire time, and they win the football game. Uh, what if you? If, find that scenario right 26 24 and you're like how did I not cover what in the how did I not this guy
1: should write for the Simpsons
0: okay well thanks buddy I just I'm the two and a half looks too good to be true be careful and lastly the Jets have blown out back to back opponents the Broncos have the worst offense in football their quarterback is banged up every which way No one is going to be betting Denver laying a point. Everyone is going to be on the Jets. Including our guy Vic. Be (laughs) careful, America. That Broncos defense has been as good as the offense has been bad. Zach Wilson, despite being 3-0, has not played well. I am not out here picking the Broncos to win. What I am saying is all three of these games... The road team is going to be getting 75% of the public money. So be careful. I'm adamant about that.
1: What's up? So you're going against Denver, or I guess you're not going against Denver. You're going against the Jets coming off a really good win and you're betting on Denver. Or I guess you're saying I'm saying
0: I, I'm saying be careful like, that what I'm saying is the whole world's going to be on the Jets. Everyone's going to be on the Jets getting points. We Denver's on a short week. We just, we've watched their offense all year be terrible. Just be careful. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Everyone's going to be on.
1: I feel like it's just both, it's far left for the Jets because it's just like they came off the win and Denver came off a bad loss. Yeah, so it's we,
0: like, I know. So the, that's what the general public sees. You know what's a shame about my terrible record this year against the spread? I looked it up this morning. If I simply just bet the be careful games, the side that I'm telling people, the opposite side where I'm saying, so in this instance, I said Atlanta, Kansas City, the Jets is where all the money's going to be. If I had just bet the other side of all of those games each week, I'd have a winning record. Like the when I'm telling you the general public is all going to be on one side, be careful. If I'd have just said, screw it, I'm going the other way, but I haven't had the courage for it. All right, lastly, and we'll be quick here, perfectly priced. New Orleans and Arizona, I, I've decided we're not going to spend time on these Thursday night games because we haven't seen them, but the audience has by the time it's posted. I do think this is just about the right line. New Orleans has been mediocre at best. Arizona's been a train wreck, right. and so but they're at home. They, they do have the more talented roster, so I do think they should be laying just under a field goal, but you guys will have already seen the game. Arizona, or I'm sorry, Indy at Tennessee. Uh, I think Indy and Tennessee... Are essentially equivalent talented teams right now. The, the the Vegas is not giving you the full three points. That's probably right. I think that's perfectly priced. And Houston at the Raiders. I think the Raiders win that game by a touchdown. I think that's perfectly priced. Is there anything you want to die? Well, first for, off, yeah,
1: shouldn't you shouldn't you want to fade Matt Ryan after his first good game?
0: Maybe, but I don't really trust Tennessee either, and so I think that this is maybe the perfect price on that is Tennessee minus three. It's minus two and a half. It feels just right. And what's your other question?
1: Is seven too much for against the Texans?
0: No. And in fact, i I think the line's just right, but I really like the Raiders as a teaser leg. We will give you our teaser, our lock, and the one thing we've been great at this year, our survivor pick. All that's coming up next. What's right? All right, welcome back in. Final segment, What's Right, Nick, right? This is where we give you our lock, our exotic, our teaser. By the way, last week, uh Demonze and the crew made a bet. They called it Nick's perfect week, and it was the Jags win, the Chiefs win, and the Chiefs Bills game to hit the over. Uh that went over three, boys. That was zero for three. Chiefs lost. Jags lost, and that game was under by 10 points. Okay. The only saving grace of you guys giving me that horse <laughs> bet was shortly before kickoff, I bet under in the Chiefs game. I was like, the whole world's on the over. They're, they're, both teams are going to run the ball because they're both defenses are going to be playing the pass, and that thing was 0-0 after the first quarter. So it, now two red zone turnovers helped me there. But that was the one saving grace. All right, right move time. My lock, we've lost five in a row. We've lost five locks in a row. We are locking up. Oh, look, Trevor Lawrence is in the graphic.
1: I mean, he's got to be at this point.
0: He's not the lock, though, this week. The prince that was promised is not our lock. Instead, it is a man who suffered the worst injury in the NFL this year. Tua Tungavailoa in his first game back. Miami, minus seven against a bad Steelers team that people right now are overvaluing because they found a way to beat Tampa. Miami, minus seven. Lock it up. Let's You with me on it? You with me on it? Uh, hey, your wins
1: are my wins, man. Okay, there we see, go. See I right like there.
0: to hear that. All right, now, time for Survivor. It's a very interesting Survivor week. There are a lot of decent options. this This year in Survivor, We have given you (laughs) the Ravens, the Packers, the Vikings, the Chargers, the Jags Moment, one moment there, and then the Rams. We lost on the Jags. However, survivor pools are one thing that I happen to be exceptional at, and I'm still in a massive one that started with 21,000 people. It is down to 260 people. I have two entries left in it. So we're going to continue to give you our picks. So we put the Bills off the board as the week the Jags lost, a lot of people would have had the Bills, so we're going to play by the same fair rules. Those teams we can't use. I would strongly recommend, and I almost don't want to say it. I got to tell America something real quick. That survivor pool that I'm in, once it gets to under 100 people, I don't know that I can continue to give out survivor picks on this show <laughs> because some of the people that are in that pool know who I am. Right. And they're going to be able to kind of trail my picks. Right. We're closed. We're closed. Thank you. Sorry. This, listen, this is one of the things. Thank you. This is one of the things that happens when you do this show from a you know store. And Demonze uh, forgets to lock the door, yeah, and our security me. is out next door getting a sandwich. Uh. That's bad timing. Damonte didn't lock the door. Our security guard is is in, at the bodega getting a uh, getting a bacon, egg, and cheese, and all of a sudden somebody came in to buy some of these wonderful clothes. All right, back to the Survivor situation. Right now, though, I can still give out the picks. I like there are two teams that I because you got when you're at this point in the season on Survivor, you have to keep in mind. I want to use a team that I'm not going to want to use later in the year. This week, the Survivor pick is the New England Patriots at home against the Chicago Bears. I believe that's the Monday night football game. I also do like the Raiders a bit in Survivor, which actually leads us to our teaser. Our teaser is our lock and our two Survivors. But our official survivor pick is the Patriots. The Raiders teased down to minus one. New England teased down to minus one and a half. Miami teased down to minus one. A three-team, six-point teaser, plus 140. That's where it is. Can you parlay those? What do you mean parlay those? It is parlayed. Uh-oh. It's a teaser. All three of them were taken. They're, they're yeah, all favored saying. by seven or seven and a half. to a teaser. So now instead of being favored by seven, they're favored by one. You, know, you move the line six points, and they all it all has to happen. So Miami's got to win. New England's got to win. The Raiders have to win. They all have to win by at least one or one and a half. So essentially just win. It's plus 140. That's our teaser this week. That, my friends, is going to hit. We don't have a recap for you of Demonte's picks last week because he didn't make any. He somehow found a way, though, to still bet games and lose both of them. It's a bad job by him. One of these weekends, he's going to have a winning weekend. Everyone's making fun of me, and we're making fun of Victor. DeMonte's 0 for the season on winning (laughs) weekends. What's the offer this week?
1: All right, man. So sometimes you just want to see the world burn. Mm -hmm. So we put together an annoying fan base team parlor. Yeah. So we've got Cowboys minus 7, Patriots minus 8, Yankees win game 3 versus Houston, and Philly wins game 4 versus San Diego at plus 1140.
0: I like all parts of that to d- varying degrees, except I told you I like Detroit plus seven. So I can't have the Cowboys minus seven in it. Detroit plus seven is one of my picks. I reject your offer, even though it's plus more than a thousand. I reject it.
1: That's all you had to say.
0: Oh, now Demonze's in character. And Demonze was supposed to be in this character the whole time, trying to be the <laughs> Godfather guy and trying to be Vito Corleone. Instead, he just gets in character at the very end when he's off camera. (laughs) There's our show for the week. Again, the five picks this week are Detroit plus seven, Jacksonville minus three, Cleveland plus six, Seattle plus five and a half, Miami minus seven. Our lock of the week is Miami minus seven. Our survivor pick is the Patriots. And our one teaser this week, our one exotic, is a six-point teaser of the Raiders, the Patriots, and the Dolphins. This was... Episode 86 of, or 85, I'm not sure which, of What's Right with Nick Wright. We'll be back on Monday, hopefully a little richer than we are right now. See you guys then.